Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. More vaccines are on the way as Johnson & Johnson awaits FDA approval with more drugs, more clarity on who will get the shots. Teachers still get vaccine priority even as Connecticut switches to an age-based schedule. Teachers, I can't wait to see you in the classroom. I'm Sean Adams in Norwalk. We are inching closer to a new normal. Another step up for indoor dining capacity in New York City. We're headed in the right direction. I'm Steve Burns in Brooklyn. Adjusting to the changes caused by the pandemic haven't been easy. Our Joe Connolly with a look at how to prevent your business from flopping. And in sports, a perfect night for the local teams. What a feel-good victory for the Knicks. And the Nets cruise to their eighth consecutive win. This is Brad Heller. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. And good Friday morning. I'm Kevin Rincone in for Wayne Cabot, who helped produce a wonderful send-off for our Rich Lamb. He enters retirement today after 43 years here at WCBS. We wish him nothing but the best. If you didn't get a chance to listen to our special tribute, you should. It was emotional, filled with great guests, a great look back at such a distinguished career. It's up on our website, WCBS880.com. Rich would want us to focus on the news, so we will get to it. There is a slight sense of optimism that more help could be on the way. Vaccinations everywhere have been limited by supplies. As early as this weekend, the FDA could approve the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Our Sean Adams checking in with us this morning from Connecticut. Sean, this new vaccine, single dose, and that does make a difference. Yeah, it certainly does. It simplifies things. One shot from Johnson & Johnson, that should help speed up the vaccination process. And it comes at a time uh, when Connecticut is expanding eligibility. So on Monday, uh, this is a big a big deal here in Connecticut. Anyone 55 and up is going to be eligible. Teachers are the only essential workers who are getting priority still. Governor Lamont, he explained his rationale for that. He said he did it really because it's not just about the teachers. He's thinking about the children, and he knows that many children are worried about going to school and then bringing COVID home to uh, a family member, uh, perhaps a grandparent. Uh, the governor is urging this next cohort uh, to get to it, schedule that appointment. You can always go online, 211. We have extra people able to answer the phone. Take advantage. i got to tell you, spring is coming. Spring is in the air. So a lot of hope and optimism there from the governor. Moving ahead, March 22nd, folks, 45 and up. On April 12th, the age drops down to 35. And by May 3rd, 
The age goes down to 16 in Connecticut. Kevin? And Governor Lamont setting out that schedule. Do we have a sense of how many doses he might get, especially of that Johnson & Johnson single-dose vaccine? Yeah, to start with, 30,000 J&J shots, and and that's going to boost Connecticut's supply uh, for the week by 30%. Uh, The vaccination effort is about to ramp up here. So far, you have 73% of seniors 75 and up. They've been vaccinated. 44% of the next uh, group, people 65 to 74. Uh, So each week here in Connecticut, another step toward herd immunity. Slight optimism there. It's our Sean Adams in Connecticut. More people getting vaccinated. Well, that's helping to bring cases down. And the more cases go down, the faster we can see more reopenings. Life getting back to a new normal. Today, another small step towards that here in the city with indoor dining capacity going slightly up. WCBS reporter Steve Burns checking in with us this morning in Park Slope. Steve, bars, restaurants closed down almost a year ago. Where are things now? Well, Kevin, things are slowly marching back to that normalcy. Two weeks ago, New York City restaurants went from zero to 25% indoor capacity. Now, as of today, it is up to 35%. While there aren't any set metrics, Governor Cuomo's fashioned it as a function of the city's improving numbers. We're responding to the data. Obviously, we're more sensitive to New York City because of the density, the concentration, the history. But we're headed in the right direction. We're making progress. He said he was bringing the five boroughs up to match New Jersey, which is also at 35 percent, though the city's other neighbors, Nassau and Westchester counties, have been up at 50 percent for eight months now. We have heard a lot from the restaurant industry on this. Some places will take anything they can get. A lot of other places in the city are waiting to hit that 50% mark before they reopen indoors, saying the numbers just don't add up otherwise. Kevin? That's our Steve Burns in Park Slope. Indoor dining, the ability for people to go out and shop in person, that's big business. Without it, a lot of places have had to make adjustments. Our Joe Connolly with us this morning. Joe, that uncertainty of how we do things, that presents a lot of challenges that presents the ability for businesses to fail. That's right, Kevin. I have never heard this approach before. Cindy Bigelow of Bigelow Teas in Connecticut says whenever they introduce a new tea, they taste test it, of course. And to prevent the yes-men effect of people just saying, oh, yeah, this is good, Cindy says the meanest taste bud wins. And this is what she means by that. We will listen to absolutely everybody. But... If we have someone that is really concerned, you know, I'm not getting enough flavor, you know, we'll hear that and, you know, we'll drink it again. And we we kind of try to really go to where that mindset is and say, yeah, I think, you know, you're right. We need to be a little more peach forward. Can we increase that? Can we lower this? How do we bring that out without masking, let's say, the ginger? If you increase the ginger, you're going to lose the peach taste. So allowing just one person's reservations to slow down a project a little bit can prevent rushing into a possibly expensive mistake. And you can also see an example of an excellent, enthusiastic, detailed sales pitch when I asked Cindy Bigelow to recommend a tea for people trying to drink less coffee. That's on a video at WCBS880.com slash spotlight. Kevin? Thank you, Joe. For the first time in almost a year, visitors will be allowed back into nursing homes here in New York. We'll have more on that after Craig's full forecast. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. Now on the Morning News Roundup with the WCBS Exergen Weather Forecast, Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen, some more sunshine on the way. 
little bit more for today, although it's going to fade behind increasing clouds because we do have some changes uh, for the weekend, which means it's not going to be as nice as these last several days. We're at 35 right now. It's also a little bit chillier this morning. The sun will give way to increasing clouds, 40 to 45 for today, which actually is close to average for the region at this time of year. Cloudy tonight, though, with rain developing late at night, most likely after midnight. And it will begin as snow or sleet, actually, in some of the northern and western suburbs not too long it'll be brief a low is 32 to 37 and then it's just kind of a nasty rain for the first half at least of saturday high temperatures will slowly rise through the 40s so it does guarantee rain but it's not a great start and then sunday we go the other way it stays cloudy in the morning and then more rain arrives for the afternoon this time into sunday evening and highs between 45 and 50 35 now humidity 40 percent a north breeze 5 to 10 the uh, wind chill is about 30 and we're going up to 40 to 45 the wcbs 880 morning news roundup well as of today some changes at new york nursing homes visitors will be allowed back in for the first time since last march governor cuomo says people will have to get tested on site before they go inside the rules vary county by county and they're based on local rates of infection despite the change there are still plenty of questions surrounding the cuomo administration's response to nursing homes at the height of the pandemic it's taken a while but the new york state legislature finally got the state's top health official to appear before one of its committees. More on that with our Peter Haskell. There were appointed questions about a March 25th directive telling nursing homes to accept COVID-positive patients returning from hospitals. Senate Republican leader Rob Ward says the guidance changed May 10th. It would seem to me the fact that that was rescinded on May 10th would indicate that it either wasn't working or that in fact it was contributing to the spread in these nursing home facilities. But State Health Commissioner Howard Zucker is continuing to insist the edict was not the problem. There was 37,000 staff who ended up having COVID and they brought in inadvertently at a time when we did not know about asymptomatic spread. Zucker was pressed again on why the legislature was stonewalled on nursing home deaths. Peter Haskell, WCBS News Radio 880. As we take a look at what's going on in the world of sports with Brad Heller, a rare night where things were all positive. Yeah, Kevin, good morning. Knicks fans got to see their first win in person at the Garden in almost a year. Rose inside the Noel. Back out Randall. Steps back. Three-pointer. Bang! Julius Randall from downtown. Knicks just pouring it on here in the second. And we heard Mike Breen paid tribute to Rich Lamb yesterday. There he is with the call on MSG from last night. Best offensive performance of the season for the Knicks. They shot 59% from the field. They hit 19 three-pointers. And they blew out the Kings 140 to 121. Emmanuel quickly led six Knicks in double figures with 25 points off the bench. Alec Burks, 24. Julius Randle, 21 points, 14 rebounds. The Knicks are now 16 and 17, while Sacramento has lost nine in a row, swept by the Nets and the Knicks over the last couple of nights. Speaking of the Nets, they're on their longest winning streak in 15 years, eight in a row. They were up by as much as 40 at Barclays Center and beat the Magic 129-92. Kyrie Irving had 27 points. Brooklyn is 22-12, and a half a game behind the Sixers for the best record in the Eastern Conference. The Islanders exploded for five goals in the third period and beat the first-place Bruins at the Coliseum 7-2. Anders Lee had one of the seven goals, and... 
The Islanders are now 3-0 and against first-place Boston so far this season. Boston's had a, uh, done a phenomenal job of getting off to a good start, and, and uh, we're chasing them down. So anytime you can close the gap a little bit, it's always uh, a good evening. Yeah, Lee leads the Islanders with nine goals, seven different goal scorers last night for the Isles. The Devils got a Pavel Zaka goal in overtime, 117 into overtime, and they topped the Sabres in Buffalo 4-3. to Kevin, they snap a three-game losing streak. Thank you, Brad. We roll on this Friday morning with your three things to know. One, the Johnson & Johnson single dose vaccine could be given FDA approval as early as this weekend. Shipments expected to go out next week. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont says he is expecting tens of thousands of doses in early March. Two, the Biden administration says it is halfway to its goal of vaccinating 100 million people within the president's first 100 days in office. Weeks before I became president, the previous administration saw 6 million shots administered last week. This coming week, we will administer over 12 million shots, double the pace in just six weeks that we've been in office. Here in the U.S., 67 million doses of the vaccine have been administered so far since December. And three, the Senate parliamentarian says Democrats cannot at a $15 an hour federal minimum wage requirement in its COVID relief bill. The House version of that stimulus plan will still include the provision. It'll get voted on later today. For the first time since taking office, President Biden ordered a military airstrike, a counterattack to a recent strike against U.S. forces blamed on Iran. These airstrikes were launched against targets in eastern Syria used by Iranian-backed militias. They are a response to rocket attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq by those militias. These U.S. strikes were limited in scope to lower the risk of retaliation, and they did not occur inside Iraq. Last time that happened, it angered the Iraqi government. That's CBS's Cami McCormick. An Asian man stabbed in the back in the city. Another uh, another person, another victim in a string of potential hate crimes that have been targeting Asian, the Asian community, not just here, but everywhere. More on this with CBS 2's Corey James. The video is quick and so is the unprovoked attack. As a man walking near the federal courthouse in lower Manhattan is stabbed in the back. Within seconds, the suspect takes off, leaving the victim leaning over, holding his back, and eventually catching the attention of people nearby. Jenny Lowe is a Democratic district leader in Chinatown. This is very upsetting. We have been seeing so many more attacks on Asians. The NYPD says in order for an incident to be labeled a hate crime, there must be some kind of verbal communication. And we end the morning news roundup on a bright note. More on our farewell to City Hall reporter Rich Lamb, who enters retirement today after 43 years here at WCBS. We had a special tribute show hosted by Wayne Cabot. That's why I'm here this morning with you. I suggest you take a listen. It's up on our website. As part of our farewell, News Director Tim Sheld announced our newsroom will be named in his honor. That's now There is now a plaque with an inscription that reads in part, his professionalism, grace, and selfless mentoring for the lasting impact he has had on all who work here. It's been such a privilege and an honor to uh, be a reporter here all of these years and to have associated myself with uh, all of the great names. You know, I learned so much from uh, people like Irene Cornell uh, and uh, Jerry Knackman and uh, Art Athens and all of the great names, at Lou Adler, Jim Donnelly, listening to them over the years, and, and Wayne Cabot. Wayne Cabot has been, he's a natural He's like he's like the natural. He just comes up to bat and 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 knocks it out of the park. And Paul Murnane, I mean, you guys are just the best. And and to be 
in the company of the best and try to do your uh, your darndest uh, is all is all you can do, and that's all I ever tried to do. Rich, who was always such a great writer, quoted a good one in his goodbye. All I can say is, you know, uh, after all of this, it reminds me of what Mark Twain said: "The human animal is the only one that blushes or needs to." I'm blushing. Thank you. You can listen to the full two-hour tribute show when we rebroadcast it tonight starting at 8. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.